Hey there, welcome to the Bun Podcast. It's Ashley here and happy Friday. I'm so excited that you have tuned in. Uh, It's been a great week and I'm sure that it's going to be a wonderful weekend ahead. And I'm glad that I'm catching your ear at some point and you've joined us here on the podcast. Um, The real purpose of this podcast is to have conversations that really inspire us to live a full life, to live uh, surpassing what we even think that we can achieve, that dream life that we all want and aspire to in the back of our mind even if sometimes we don't want to admit it, that's where I want to go together. I want you to live the life you've always wanted to live. So if you've been trekking with us, you'll know that I am uh, going through a book called How Women Rise and talking a lot about the different topics that the authors uh, really focus on in that book. It's an amazing book. If you're looking for a good read, it's How Women Rise. And so today there's two topics that I really wanted to discuss. One is, has the need to be me movement gone a little far? So let me explain. Reading How Women Rise, they have a full section on this topic of the excessive need to be me. You know, there's been this recent emphasis on authenticity in the workplace, being real with ourselves and one another. And authenticity is great, but we've turned it into indulging our faults or proclaiming our shortcomings as if trying to change our behavior would somehow be a, a betrayal of the real you. You know, maybe you found yourself or somebody else saying, I'm just not a positive person, or I'm just not expressive, or I'm just not a good listener, or I'm just not the self-promotional type. But if you know a behavior isn't working for you and it's affecting your life negatively, but you persist on doing it anyway, that's not being authentic. It's being stubborn, lazy, and closed off to growth and evolution as a person. Like, sorry if that's a little bit harsh, but really, let's face the facts. If we want to grow beyond where we are right now in life, we're going to have to look at those habits that we often want to say, well, I'm just a fill in the blank, or that's just a part of how I'm wired. Okay, maybe that is your default, but you can level up and step up and put the disciplines and routines in place for you to grow in those areas of life so that they can actually start to benefit you and not detract and hold you back. You know, whenever you hear yourself proclaiming that something is just not you, you might want to question your motivation. An excessive devotion to a particular self-image can be a rationale for remaining stuck. And this type of rationale will get in your way as you seek to rise, as you seek to grow. So next time we observe a less than admirable quality or behavior about ourselves, let's not just blame it on who we are um, in an effort to kind of not have to go through changing it and we kind of blame it on, oh, I'm being authentic. But instead, let's seek to grow, rise, and better ourselves. Okay, so topic number two. It's kind of going down the same road, but it's talking about uh, don't be reluctant to claim your achievements. Now, I know that uh, a lot of people find this difficult to actually uh, be comfortable and okay uh, with being enthusiastic or expressive about something great that you've done. Uh, You know, as a society, because I think a lot of society is insecure, Uh, We've just plagued that as something that you don't do. Um, And if you do do it, then you're just, you know, a horrible self-promoter who brags and is so full of themselves and stuck up. But maybe we could think twice about that and think that maybe we've actually created that um, false stereotype about claiming our achievements just because we're too insecure to do it ourselves. 
Um, and so in this book, How Women Rise, they really talk about doing this in a healthy way. And I couldn't agree more. Um, so they basically talk about this idea that great work doesn't always speak for itself. Uh, if you're not willing to be your own advocate and fan, why would someone else? And this doesn't make you an obnoxious self-promoter. Let's get rid of that uh, preconceived notion. It doesn't have to be portrayed in that way either. You can be gracefully happy, proud, and confident about a job well done and speak to it with appreciation and gratitude, not both boastfulness. You know, a lot of us um, are all about encouraging other people to appreciate themselves and be grateful, uh, be grateful for the things around you. But how about being grateful for what you've been able to accomplish? That is a very healthy sentiment. And uh, sometimes actually contrasting your refusal to claim credit for your own good work makes you feel morally superior to anyone who is actually just comfortable doing so. And this is an excuse to stay in your comfort zone instead of finding an appropriate way to actually be expressive and enthusiastic about your achievements. So so because we're actually just uncomfortable and maybe a little insecure, instead of having that posture of shoulders back, chin up, yes, I did that and I am okay saying I did, you actually conversely kind of congratulate yourself for being a wonderful human who doesn't need to toot her own horn. And you kind of take solace in that, that you are, you are the better person when you're passed over for the next promotion or opportunity. But listen, ladies, we are not going to grow. We're not going to rise to the next occasion and opportunity uh, by being too morally superior to claim our achievements. Sometimes we're just uncomfortable when we receive praise And next time, try just saying thank you rather than deflecting. Shoulders back, chin up, thank you. That was a great job, wasn't it? That is a pretty incredible achievement. Wow, that's true. It took a lot of hard work. Try that. Own your achievements. You'll feel good about it in a healthy way, and it will actually encourage and motivate you to go for the next thing, to reach your next goal. If you don't find a way to speak about the value of what you're doing, you actually send a message that you don't put much value on it and other people won't either. If you want people to value you and what you're doing, you need to send the message that you put value on it. Let me just read that quote one more time from How Women Rise. Write this one down on a sticky note. Put it on your mirror says this, if you don't find a way to speak about the value of what you're doing, you send a message that you don't put much value on it. Think about your why, why you do what you do and why you want more opportunity. Why do you want that next promotion or goal that you've set? And next time you're about to deflect your value or let it get looked over, allow that why to motivate you to speak up. So don't be reluctant to claim your achievements. So those are our main two uh, thoughts, uh, food for thought this week. It's claim your own achievements. Be comfortable with that. Be confident about the value that you have and what you do and the value that is in what you've accomplished and what you do. And the other is don't let this excessive need to be me authenticity movement give you an excuse to actually sink back into habits that you like to say you're wired to do. Uh, push yourself in those areas to actually better yourself through good routines, through discipline, so that those areas of your life can work for you and not against you. 
So I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'd love to hear more of what you think and any comments that you might have. And a few other things before I sign off, I wanted to, number one, give a shout out to my best friend, Carly June, who just released uh, her latest single to radio. It's called Say Too Much. Uh, You want to go to iTunes right now, download that, give it a listen, give her a shout out, all the love on Instagram. You can follow her at, at it's Carly June. And I'm hoping to actually have her on the podcast next week. So stay tuned for that. And uh, just another random side note, I'm going to be sharing to uh, my Instagram tomorrow two brand new uh, crockpot recipes that I've tried. I know it's really random, but I'm all about the slow cooker lately, and I've been trying some new recipes, and I found two that are amazing. And also another side note on that, is there anybody else out there who did not realize what a garlic clove was when they started cooking? Like, I'm usually using garlic powder, and these recipes called for like, you know, five garlic cloves chopped. Like, how are you supposed to instinctively know that a garlic clove isn't like the entire thing of garlic? So I was like picking up, you know, three and four bunches of packets that had three, you know, full garlics bulbs in a package thinking I needed five of those. But anyhow, you learn as you go. If anybody else had that experience with garlic cloves, please let me know so I don't feel so uh, out of the loop when it comes to being domesticated and cooking, but I'm getting better. So I'm going to share those two recipes. If you're not a great cook, then I'm not either, but these are easy and they taste good. It's hard to fool them up. Uh, Just make sure you know what a garlic clove is. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk next week.